Welcome to the Herald Podcast, New Generation, a podcast created for those who desire a new way of gaining information rather than reading a traditional newspaper. In our show, we will discuss everything from sports, pop culture, politics, and local news. To stay up to date on our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast service, such as Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, and you can also check us out on our website. And don't worry, we keep it short most of the time. You're now listening to New Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Janae Avery. And I am your other host, Tanner Mondock. And we are back for another week of our podcast. And on this podcast, we have a special guest. We have the man, the myth, the legend, Ed Farrell in the studio with us here today. Ed, thank you for coming on the show. How are you doing? Janae, I've been called many things in my long lifetime, but I've never been called the man, the myth, or the legend. But again, (laughs) thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. Of course. Well, hey, I'd say it's a well-deserved title. I don't know. Hey, so just since this is your first time on the show, maybe some people don't know the man, the myth, the legend behind the byline in the paper. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been in the business? Um, I'm on the verge of turning 67 years old. I've been working in the newspaper industry about 40 years. Okay. Uh, The last 26 at the Herald specifically. Mm -hmm. Uh, Native of the Philadelphia area. Long story short, began migrating to Western Pennsylvania when I went to college at Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Did some graduate work at what was then Slippery Rock State College, now University, and basically landed my first full-time job in Greenville at Teal College, working in the public relations office there. That's that's how I came to Mercer County. And I've more or less settled down in Greenville. It's become kind of my adopted home. It's where my three kids were born and raised. So. Uh, I've just, I'm probably, I probably live more of my life, <clears throat> excuse me, here in Mercer County than I did back home where I, where I hail from. So mm-hmm. that's my story. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And just getting started out, who was your motivation? Like, who did you watch? Who was your favorite sports analyst? Like, what made you want to get into sports? Um, truthfully, I don't know if I tried to emulate any person, but uh, I've, I've been in love with sports my entire life, and I finally reached a point in my life at a pretty young age where I realized I was not going to be able to continue to compete uh, successfully, or at least not earn a living by competing in athletics, so I wanted to stay involved in it somehow. And I felt as though you know, I did have a, a little bit of a, a, a love of writing. I used to keep journals and uh, diaries and that type of thing. So. Uh, I simply, when I was in college, started to begin sports writing for the uh, campus newspapers and Mm -hmm. uh, the university public relations office. And that kind of filled my need. It kept me involved in sports, even though it was only on the periphery, but it kind of kept me involved in sports, like I said, which is I've had a lifetime love of uh, competitive sport. Right. So Philadelphia, right? Yes. So what are you, Flyers fan, yes. Phillies fan? Yes. Uh, nice. to, to my son's dismay, because both <laughs> of my sons are Pittsburgh Penguins fans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like a, a Phillies, Eagles, Flyers, 76ers fan. Nice. Okay. Yeah. It's a good sports town. That's oh, sure. yeah. It's a, it's a great uh, people there. It's, it's probably be the re- one of the reasons why I am like I am, because people there are very passionate about athletics. Right. Oh, yeah. Philly is... They're crazy for maybe, sports. Maybe right? over the top, but at least <laughs> you have to admire them. They do love their, their athletics, and, you know, they will, uh, you know, support you. Right. 
in good times and they will let you know in bad times when you're not doing well so it's (laughs) it's 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 kind of a an old school town in that regard but yeah right people have a great passion for athletics there oh that's for sure hey so this friday so this episode comes out on saturday so by the time you guys are listening to this the football season in pennsylvania high school football season has already kicked off and that's why i wanted to bring ed farrell on the show this week so, Ed, you know, we've been working for a while here on the football tab, you know. You've been working a lot, Rob's been working a lot, advertising's working a lot, I've shot some pictures. A lot of people work on that. So, through your time working on this football tab, which will be included in Friday's paper, what'd you learn about this season, you know? What are you expecting? Can I digress for just a minute? I, I think, of course. I think a couple people, Rob Malson, sports writer here at the Herald, mm-hmm. Cheryl Swinar, who works in creative services, yourself, Tanner. Mm-hmm did just tremendous work in putting this together and I think it should be publicly acknowledged for that. Uh, I don't don't know if people understand what goes into a project like this. Behind the scenes they have no idea so I Mm -hmm. think you folks should be publicly uh, acknowledged for that for doing a great job. Oh yeah a lot of work goes into it that's for sure a lot of hands on this. But yeah uh, uh, actually Ohio began last week. Ohio is is one week ahead of Pennsylvania and Brookfield won its opener just kind of FYI for uh, area fans. But yeah Pennsylvania begins uh, tomorrow night, uh, Friday night I should say. Uh, There's a couple very interesting storylines. I was doing a little research in the history of the District 10 football playoffs which began in 1985. Mercer County has won 78 championships mm-hmm. which is <laughs> I think it's pretty impressive yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Wilmington which advanced to last season's PIAA class 2A championship game mm-hmm. Wilmington has 15 district 10 championships to lead all of Mercer County area teams and there are some others that you know follow in line Sharon with 13 Hickory with 10 Farrell and Sharpsville with nine apiece and so on but uh, what I'm trying to set up here is that it, it's a very rich tradition to borrow cliche very rich tradition in the sport of high school football here in in Mercer County so we have three uh, defending district 10 champions who will be playing tomorrow night um, Hickory in 3a Mm -hmm. Wilmington in 2a and Reynolds in 1a ironically Wilmington hosts Reynolds head-to-head in the game tomorrow night to get the season started but yeah again to my point three defending district 10 championship teams will uh, start play tomorrow night. Nice. Any of those three teams you think are going to repeat? Um, it's difficult to predict. I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, when you're talking about high school kids, I, I have uh, misgivings about trying to make predictions because of the, the nature of you know you're you're dealing with young kids, you're dealing right. with teenagers. But mm-hmm. um, I think I think all three clubs will be very well, rep, well represented. Mm-hmm. Uh, all three lost quite a. F- bit of talent to graduation mm-hmm. um, I, again I did some research um, in the case of Wilmington Wilmington lost two kids Ethan Susan who, right. who's the son of uh, our plant manager Brad Susan by the way mm-hmm. Ethan Susan and uh, Darren Miller ended as the fifth and seventh leading running backs in the history of Wilmington high football they were two of 17 seniors who graduated last year for Wilmington. Right. Like I said, Wilmington won the District 10 championship and went to the, the PIAA championship game. So Wilmington's going to be doing, I wouldn't I wouldn't characterize it as rebuilding, but maybe reloading, to borrow a cliche. Mm-hmm. 
Hickory lost probably one of the most prolific quarterbacks in the history of, Mike, of Mercer County, Michael Henwood. Oh, yeah. He was uh, fun to shoot. Yes. He, he was just a <laughs> tremendous athlete who mm-hmm. matriculated at Slippery Rock University, which, as you know, is NCAA Division II, top 25 program. Michael Henwood accounted for more than 6,000 career total yards during his career at Hickory. He graduated. So, again, it's going to be a little bit of a makeover at, at mm-hmm. Hickory. Also, as a point of interest to your listeners, Hickory is hosting Ursuline tomorrow night. Oh. Ursuline's one of the great greatest programs in the history of Northeast Ohio, Youngstown Ursuline. So that should right. be a, a really Hickory's going to find out right out of the gate how how good it's going to be this year. I believe yeah. Ursuline won its opener last week pretty convincingly. So, and like I said, has a proud tradition. So mm-hmm. should be a, kind of an interesting uh, opener for Hickory. And Reynolds is coming off probably the the best season in his program in 15 years. So mm-hmm. again considering graduation losses you know a little bit of a, a reload for Reynolds but uh, should be a lot of fun should be interesting I know people in Mercer County love their high school football absolutely and uh, you know we're ready to go yeah yeah I mean I don't know about you but I am very excited for it very very excited like you said we were both at that Brookfield game uh, last week mm-hmm. um, over in McDonald and it just it felt good to be back out mm-hmm. there you know point of interest too relating mm-hmm. to Brookfield uh, head coach Randy Clark was a Brookfield alumnus. Mm-hmm. He's actually in, on, in their Wall of Fame, I think they call it not their Hall of Fame, but their Wall of Fame. Anyway, the point is uh, Randy Clark is in his 18th year as head coach there, and he's sitting on 99 career wins Ooh. at Brookfield. So I thought it's kind of neat. Uh, Brookfield, yeah. Brookfield hosts a very good program tomorrow night, Springfield Local, oh, yeah. which yep. advanced to its version of the state championship game each of the last two years. I think it's in class uh, six over in Ohio so mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be a good test for Brookfield tomorrow night but it'd be kind of neat if coach Clark could get victory number 100 in his career at home against a quality program like Springfield yeah. local wow so there's a lot to look forward this mm-hmm. Friday yeah. man well hey like we said you know this episode comes out Saturday so when you're listening to this go check out how that all turned out but I kind of want to get into you know you mentioned some of you know these teams and everything about who needs to step up and that kind of thing. So are there any players that you're looking forward to watching this upcoming season? Yeah, Janae's going to appreciate this, but Farrell reportedly, or from what I've uh, read, Farrell's supposed to be very, very good this year. Okay. Um, head coach Ampagese told our Rob Malsom in a preseason story that his line is going to average six foot three and 315 pounds. Wow. Now I want you to think about that. For, <laughs> yeah. for high mean, school that, sports, that's for, incredible. For high, yes. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a large line for like a, a 5A or a 6A school, let alone right. a, two, a 2A school. So, yeah. Uh, 6'3", 315, and the point is they have a great running back in Anthony Stallworth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if these big kids are going to be clearing holes for Stallworth, Stallworth's in a position where, I, I, again, I did some research. I think we have Stallworth at 3,053 career rushing yards. Farrell program's all-time leader, Christian Lewis, ended his uh, Farrell playing days with 4,319. 4, so the point being with a big year, Stallworth could – bypass Lewis and become Farrell High's all-time leading rusher. So, again, Farrell competing in uh, Class 2A. Farrell uh, lost last year's district championship game to Wilmington. Right. It was one of three games uh, the the programs had last year. But my point is Farrell had won the previous two uh, state championships in single A. So, uh, Steelers are looking to return to Hershey again this year in Class 2A, though. Nice. Yeah. 
Well, it'll be good to see, you know, the Steelers make it, especially since I did graduate sure. from Farrell. Sure. So yeah. that might be the team to watch this season. But you never know. Like you said, it is high school sports, mm-hmm. so it is unpredictable. So right. we're looking forward to seeing how all the teams do this year mm-hmm. as far as, you know, District 10 goes and then even state championship. Yeah. I'd like to mention two other kids from Farrell that could real quick. Yeah. A couple linebackers, Anthony Jackson and Tadon Strickland, just two great players. Um, so you asked me about individuals. Yeah. Folks may want to keep their eye on those three kids from Farrell. Okay. And I know, too, we uh, we mentioned a little bit ago over at Hickory, you know, they lost Michael Henwood, graduated, but um, they still got some great players over there, you know, like Romarian Whitehead, Jackson Pritz. I mean, Romarian Whitehead is probably just from last season he became one of my favorite players to shoot mm-hmm. when i'm out there he is just a ton of fun to watch um i always got my eye on him whenever he's out there very athletic um, very artistic i would think from your oh, perspective absolutely yeah yeah he's a great track star too yeah and, and what, then and, over right. at wilmington they also have luke edwards so yes, that might be yes. another player you know to mm-hmm. be looking out for yeah. over the season and he's a running back right yeah, yeah luke, okay luke edwards he actually started last year right and he uh he played very well. My point is that he was not getting the number of carries, the, the volume of carries that Susan and Miller were, but right. now it's going to be Edwards' time to kind of step up. Mm-hmm. Big so, shoes to fill, but it, I think he yeah, can do it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does. To your point, though, mm-hmm. um, last year, Whitehead and Pritz, in addition to Hemwood, all earned all-state honors for Hickory. So, again, to your point, those, those are a couple of players uh, Whitehead and Prince, we may want to keep our eye on too. Right, right, man. So I am curious. You know, you have been working sports for a very long time. So, what would you say is your most memorable sports events that you covered over the years? Mm. Well, there have been many. Um, I, re- I really l- enjoy covering um, high school basketball, specifically state championship games. Um, so I would have to say, uh, maybe would not, without directly answering your question, narrowing it down to one particular event, I would have to say I've always found high school basketball to be very dramatic. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because of the, your, the close proximity, you're sitting to the court, mm-hmm. you can see people's facial expressions and so forth. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, Kennedy Catholic bumped up from single A to six A and actually won the, the state championship in six A in overtime and I thought that was very dramatic the, the way that all played out so um, by way of trying to answer your question I have to say high school basketball specifically state championship basketball is is very uh, appealing to me last year Hickory advanced to the state championship game lost mm-hmm. by a point last second shot uh, that did not go down for the Hornets but I, yeah. I, fa- I thought that was a, just a great spectacle mm-hmm. uh, in Hershey. They were so much fun to yeah. watch. That whole playoff run yeah. oh, that was so much fun. I was always looking forward to those nights covering their playoff games yeah. last season. Yeah, I, 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 Something about high school basketball I don't know if it's because I was infatuated with the movie Hoosiers or okay, yeah. maybe I'm just kind of an old guy who's easily <laughs> abused but uh, uh, something about high school yeah. basketball really appeals. I think it's just like the atmosphere just mm-hmm. being Absolutely. in one space where everyone's yep. all together yep. and with basketball it's so dramatic it's like anything can happen in yep. a matter of seconds so you just never know what can happen because like you said with um, Hickory they lost by one point that mm-hmm. could have either went either way so it's just like yep. you never know so I, I understand when you pick basketball people's emotions are raw i mean yeah. it's right there in front of you absolutely you, you, you can't some kids are uh, some people by by nature 
by human nature. Some people are better at masking their emotions than others, but it, it's right there for you, right mm -hmm. on the stage. Oh yeah, and I and I love like seeing that too, like in those like you know playoff games, you know across any sport. You know, just for me personally, I love like rushing onto the field with the players and getting those like just getting right in the moment. You know, sticking my camera up, just trying to get whatever shot I can get. I mean, that's just. That's one of my favorite parts. There was a point at the, the game I just alluded to, the Kennedy Catholic uh, Basketball Championship. Mm -hmm. uh, Kennedy had a, a great player, Oscar Shoeboy, who has mm -hmm. just transferred from West Virginia University to the University of Kentucky. Anyway, when Shoeboy was at Kennedy Catholic, he was one of the best 25 players, not in Mercer County, not in District 10, but in the entire country. Uh -huh. he, he was that good. My point is, late in regulation, he basically ran the length of the floor and blocked what would have been like the potential go-ahead basket for Penridge. And like I said, it's just the dramatics of it and, you know, in the moment, mm -hmm. uh, just good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And Oscar was a great player. I had the chance of watching him at Kennedy and also at West Virginia University as an alumni there. So right. I've seen him on both spectrums of how he presents himself on the court. And he's a really good player. So looking forward to seeing what else he has. Did to you come. get a selfie with him? I did not Oscar, get a selfie. Oscar is the most photographed person outside of LeBron James. Unfortunately, and I did not. You know, at West Virginia University, it's all about getting selfies with Gordon Gee. He's like the selfie man. If, you, if anyone doesn't know who he is, he is the president at West Virginia University and he's like the cutest old man you could ever see. He always wears bow ties and he's the man on campus that you want to get all the selfies with. So unfortunately I didn't get one with Oscar but I did get one with Gordon Gee so you know I made that on my check off list. Oh, there, you go. there you go. Hey so I think we're reaching the end of the show here you know um, so let's bring it back to football here real quick. Ed I just want to thank you for coming on the show, you know, and um, before we end things, is there anything else that maybe you would like to add about this upcoming uh, PA football season? Uh, a couple a couple storylines interesting for you folks. Uh, mm -hmm. Everyone probably is now is aware of the merger between the Sharpsville and West Middlesex That's right. programs. That's right, yes. I, I don't know if merger is the proper terminology, the cooperative agreement. That'll be interesting to see how that plays out mm -hmm. this year. Uh, also, um, I think people generally are just relieved to be I understand the Delta variant, but I think people are relieved to be past COVID-19 and what it mm -hmm. did to high school athletics last year. Right. As you were aware, the football season was abbreviated to six games regular season last year plus playoffs. I think people are just looking for a sense of normalcy this year, so I think that'll mm -hmm. be a big storyline this year. If we can get through a season without dealing with COVID-19 or the Delta variant, I think people just want to get back to normal. So right. that should be something else we can look forward to. Mm -hmm. when, yes. you, when you live, especially like in, in rural areas, like, you know, that's that's the biggest thing in town on a Friday night is a, is the local high school football game. Mm -hmm. yeah. It sounds corny and cliche, but it is. It's, no. it really it's is. definitely part of the culture in yep. Mercer County. Yeah. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks again, Ed, for coming on the show this week. Um, and it is Saturday when you're listening to this, so... Go see how those uh, Friday night football games panned out. Check out the Herald's football tab and um, come back and give us another listen next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks again.